Hello and welcome to Finch Shots Daily. In today's episode, we tell you how social development and economic growth can threaten languages that may be on the brink of extinction. Before we start today's episode, here's a quick side note from Team Ditto. If you are a person who is great at communicating and are enthusiastic to join our team, Ditto is looking to recruit new insurance advisors. You don't even need to know about insurance. We would train you from scratch and you can enjoy working remotely with a great team. If you are interested or know someone who is, please click the link in the description below. Now, on to today's episode. The Chakaliyas are a tribal community living in the remote colony of Kerala's Kokanam locality and they are grappling with a serious problem. Their mother tongue, Madhika, is dying. Madhika is a language that sounds like a blend of Telugu, Tulu, Kannada and Malayalam. It has no script. And at the moment there are only two people left in the community who can speak it fluently. That means that they will probably take the language to their grave and then it will go extinct. And it's not just Madhika that's under threat. Ganesh Devi, a literary critic and chairperson of the People's Linguistic Survey of India, also known as the PLSI, says that 4000 of the world's approximately 6000 documented languages could potentially face extinction. So why is this happening you ask? These days it's economic development but the crux of the matter dates back to the days of colonialism at some point between the 1500s and the 1960s the european imperialists controlled parts or all of the world's countries sparing only 5 china iran japan nepal and thailand and in many cases they exploited the populations of indigenous people to create colonial societies their rights were stripped away For instance in the US until the mid 1900s native american children were often prohibited from speaking their languages you can imagine what that would do to native tongues right but as colonies faded and newly independent countries began to focus on their economic development that created problems too a study published in the journal proceedings of the royal society b has also found that levels of gdp the gross domestic product per capita have a direct correlation to the loss of language diversity in simple terms the more successful an economy becomes the more rapidly language diversity disappears and you could trace that to one simple explanation as a research associate from the university of cambridge puts it as economies develop one language often comes to dominate a nation's political and educational spheres people are forced to adopt the dominant language or risk being left out in the cold economically and politically countries often end up communicating in a common official language schools pick up only a few languages that kids continue to learn and converse in it this also explains why this podcast is in english and not in any other language and as the country develops the lands of the indigenous people are often appropriated by corporations buying to get a hold of natural resources that lie beneath the soil as the biodiversity disappears they lose access to their only source of livelihood and they are forced to migrate to other rural or urban areas for instance 40% of all indigenous peoples of latin america live in urban areas today in the indian context one in every two tribal households live outside of the traditional tribal blocks too now when these communities split up their languages begin to face a slow death the ones who migrate often rely on the dominant language of the new home and over generations the traditional tongues become extinct So is there a way to salvage these disappearing languages? Well, one way to do this could be by giving back land lost to development to indigenous communities. 
A study in 2015 found that 1.5 billion indigenous people across the world didn't have their rights to 75% of their land. And since their linguistics are heavily linked to their land and practices, maybe protecting these rights is one way to go about it. Another way out could be technology itself. Besides apps and websites that help people learn new languages, language salvaging initiatives could help too. Take the Rosetta project for instance. It's an open access digital library of human languages built by language specialists and native speakers globally. It contains around 100,000 pages of documents and recordings of over 2,500 languages and could help preserve endangered and sleeping languages for generations in the future. Heck, in 1777, the last speaker of Cornish, a language spoken in a part of England, died and it made its way to the extinct list of languages. But somehow bits and pieces of it has got passed down. And finally, in 2010, it was taken off the extinct languages list. The internet helped spearhead its revival. People found each other online and communities around Cornish formed. The language has even found its way back into schools now. So yes, reviving lost languages is possible. And finally, local language films and television could also be a way to decelerate language loss with economic growth, while also being a way for communities to stay connected to their roots. Films like Sagave Kuna, the first feature-length film made entirely in Haida, a Canadian indigenous language, encourages film production in endangered languages. In 2018, it was honored as the best Canadian film by the Vancouver International Film Festival and Vancouver Film Critics Circle. Efforts like these give opportunities for more indigenous people and inspire younger generations to hold on to dwindling ancestral tongues. And maybe all that could help keep endangered languages alive despite economic growth. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Finshots Daily is available on a bunch of streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Until next time.